Hey guys, welcome back to Gaming Trim Podcast. This is Erica, and I'm joined with two guests this week. Uh, the wonderful and amazing and very AC-deprived John. <laughs> and uh, I'm your editor-in-chief, Ron Burke. Uh, my, my AC works, which is nice. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just rubbing it in a little. <laughs> this episode is called PC Talk. I don't know anything about PCs. I've dated people who are super into PC gaming, and I just pretend that I know what I'm talking about, but I don't. So this is John's oh, episode. It's so fun when I start <laughs> when I start talking and then watching the the eye roll. <laughs> it's just total glaze, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, wow, numbers, like, <laughs> but numbers with the letters. That's yes. when you know it's good stuff. Oh, uh, so I guess we'll go into game on. Game on! Uh, a couple of games here for Game On that I actually liked. One of them was actually Planet Coaster. With this game, it's very much like a sandbox creative game. Kind of like The Sims. Planet Coaster, it's a construction management simulation video game developed and published by Frontier Developments for Microsoft Windows. A uh, version has also been made for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X known as the Planet Coaster Console Edition, which is actually supposed to be released here in the holiday season of 2020. So hopefully we actually make it to that far. <laughs> so I'm a huge, huge fan of Planet Coaster. Um, I reviewed the game and I absolutely loved it. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of Planet Coaster. Um, I've racked a couple hundred hours in that game. So ask me all your Planet Co Coaster questions. <laughs> I've got your answers. So this is just a simulator game, right? I yes. mean, this is just Essentially roller coasters. Yeah, it's yeah. theme parks, really. I mean... Oh, I'm so sorry. Theme parks. Right. And, and there is <laughs> there is a whole campaign mode. Uh, you can, you know... It, it's almost like the old um, theme park uh, sims from, like, the 90s. Uh, and and you're, you're given objectives, like, have a certain amount of guests or, you know, make this amount of money. And you have to do research on different rides. And if you're into that kind of gaming, this is, like, the top shelf. Uh, the terraforming, so you can create your own little park, is cool. You know, if you want to have a park that's entirely inside of a cave, you can do that. Or, uh, you know, putting together the coasters is kind of drag and drop, super easy. Uh, it's not as complicated as, as previous coaster games that I've played. It's it's a blast. I love it. Oh, Sorry, I, I could go on about this for like, a I, I recently uh, got this, actually, from a friend of mine. He sent me the, his gift code to it for me. And, of course, like any other game that's like The Sims, I have to make some sort of death trap. <laughs> Right, uh, putting the pool down and then removing the ladder sort of thing. Like with this one, like I'll have a roller coaster. I'll have it going about 30, 40 stories tall. It's a nice little ride for the people <laughs> just clickety-clack, clickety-clack all the way up to the top. And then it shoots down to a wonderful corkscrew where they get about 30 to 40 Gs pressed onto them all the way down. And then it shoots out across to the main thoroughfare where... Uh, I forgot to put the rest of the trap. So you just want to kill people? Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. You, you can aim it right at the crowds and watch oh, yeah. them scatter. And they it's, shoot it's up fun. and the uh, people bounce. All bodies bounce. That's a fact. Yes. Very <laughs> yeah. Planet Coaster is a blast. Um, I think that it's going to be, I don't know. It, it might be a little harder to play on consoles, but now that consoles support a mouse and keyboard, maybe it won't really be a big deal. I mean, that could be pretty cool. Well, 
this would be very easy. This would be right up your alley, Erica, because you can actually make, recreate Six Flags in this thing if you really want to. I like RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And if you don't want to recreate Six Flags, you can download Six Flags. Uh, it has a whole mod engine, or uh, what's it called, Steam Workshop support. So you can just go, I want Disneyland, and boom, now you have Disneyland. Or I want Six Flags over Texas. Done. And you can literally walk around Six Flags over Texas. That's really cool. I do uh, like that fact. Well, then there's also the river raft ride portion of it as well. Yeah, it took a while yeah. and a couple of a couple of deaths, uh, but... It can come across, and oh, there's boy. little jumps that they have to go to to hit the next one. <laughs> and yes, sometimes they flow backwards. It's fun. You should play it, Erica. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. <laughs> that leads us into the next one, which is uh, Rocket League. Oh, did you just get into Rocket League? Yes. Yeah, that's that's been around for a minute, man. <laughs> oh, I know, but like I said, I, I finally got Steam, and then people, my friends started giving me codes and stuff. So I, I love John. John's like my best bud. Uh, we joke around a lot where it's like, is it 10 years or older? Okay, then John has just started playing it. <laughs> same thing with consoles. Well, then I guess I'm impressed you have Planet Coaster. <laughs> it's the same thing with consoles. I'm always one generation behind because... You are. It's it's a it's it's endearing. So you're just about ready to pick up your PlayStation Four, or Xbox uh, Xbox One, right? Yeah, it's actually a PlayStation Four. Are you are you getting a PlayStation Four? <laughs> it, once I save up enough money, That's but great. I'm also working on another project also that might take time away. From okay, me. okay, okay. Hmm. But with uh, Rocket League, it's a vehicular soccer video game. Developed and published by Psyonix. Uh, the game was first released on Microsoft Windows and PlayStation 4 in July 2015. So yeah, it's right up my alley on time frame of games. <laughs> uh, but it also has ports for the Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Being l- released later on in June 2016. So it should be already out by now. I would hope. <laughs> uh, 505 Games began distributing the physical retail version for PlayStation 4 Xbox One with Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment taking over the duties in 2017. But pretty much take rally cars and give them a giant soccer ball. That's the game. Yep. Um, so here in uh, in between Fort Worth and Dallas, uh, there is a stadium. It's one of the world's largest esports stadiums. Uh, and they do Rocket League uh, tournaments there. I thought I was decent at it, and then I went and covered one of those. Uh, I am just just slightly <laughs> under awful, apparently. <laughs> oh, my God. It was insane to watch. I mean, they pulled off stuff that I just I didn't think was even possible in the game. And, you know, they're up on the ceiling, and they're doing flips and kicking it like they're Pele and stuff. It's just nuts. But, yeah, it's it's really cool to watch in a competitive arena i mean people were really getting into it it's really hardcore especially with any kind of video game tournament you have to live eat breathe that video game i know people it's a job. it is and i know people who have done halo halo like it's just crazy <laughs> but i mean well it's like it's uh, intense uh, last it's intense year when, with comic palooza they had the e- one of the esports tournaments going on there that was fun Oh, yeah. It was still kind of interesting. Every time I went up there to go cover it, it was um, not many people were actually in the auditorium portion for the esports. They're all out on the floor playing all the network connected games. They, well, they did videotape it and then they broadcasted it on all the TVs, so you didn't really have to be there. Yeah. Have you ever been to, uh, to QuakeCon? That's got to be pretty close to you guys, I would imagine. I've heard of it. Never been. Never been. Want to go. We got to go to QuakeCon. Okay. 
We'll right. go. <laughs> Next, when, when we can be around people, we'll Sounds go. Sounds great. Yeah, it's a blast. I should have my biohazard suit slash Big Daddy cosplay ready. Big Daddy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> awesome. yeah, it's got its own little air. I'm ready. I'm ready for another Bioshock game. I am totally ready. I think everyone's ready for that. I mean, it's been it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Although, uh, I guess they did just release the uh, the versions on the Switch. Yes. So they're still thinking about the game, you know. I, I still can't believe they got it to run on the Switch, but <laughs> here we are. That is kind of interesting. So <laughs> what are you guys buying in the Steam sale? Uh, right. Steam sale's going on right now. Actually, I haven't bought anything on the Steam sale because, like I said, my friend had gave me all of the, all these different codes for all these different games right now, and I've been playing those. He's just hooking you. Well, up. yeah, because it kind of uh, <laughs> segues perfectly into the next one. The humblebumble.com. I've definitely spent more than enough money at Humble Bundle, uh, not just for video games, but for books too. Oh, but yeah, with well, this thing, it's like twenty bucks. 20 bucks a month and you can pick nine games every month this is actually where my, fr- my friend's a subscriber to this and that's where he's been giving me the games that he doesn't want which would end up being all of those games <laughs> 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 oh no I, once I start making a little more money then I'll start getting another subscription to that myself and I, I, st- I still haven't found out where all your money is going Miller I really haven't and I just like each time you bring up that you're poor I want to know where this money is going I own like, a house. Single, single man, you pay half of the half of the house fees, okay? Because you got a roommate. Oh yeah. Where is this money going? <laughs> it still goes to the mortgage. <laughs> taxes, taxes yeah. went up. Adulting. Adulting sucks. Texas has rough taxes. Not, I mean, yeah, but they're not. I mean, it's not California. That, that's a very low bar. <laughs> <laughs> Just it could be worse, and they let you do payments. It's not that horrible. Uh, Steam. I really haven't bought anything. I don't PC game. I think the last time I PC'd game was when I was playing like Left 4 Dead with a bunch of friends. I think that was like the last. Oh, that was years ago. That that's oh been a minute. Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you could see my desk, I do PC gaming. <laughs> my desk is a PC game station. It's like right now. I got three of them set up right now. I got the one I'm on right now. I just got done redoing the Dell XPS desktop, and then I have a Raspberry Pi over here acting as my file server. I've never had like a real gamer setup for my PC. I think that's what the issue is. Like right now, I have like a super tiny like little PC area in my bedroom. Um. I'm not going to sit here for like 12 hours gaming. I'll sit in my bed for 12 hours or on the couch for 12 hours. No issue. But I think it's just because I don't I don't want to spend a super stupid amount of money on a PC to game, which I know you don't really have to. But knowing but me, can. I would be like, yeah. I want to have like that stupid PC where it's like obnoxious. Uh, I did it this one guy and he spent legit like 12 grand building a PC. And I'm like, why would you spend 12 grand building a PC? That's just going to get outdated in a couple of years. Totally. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> what in the world are you spending 12 grand on? Yes. I'm like, what are you doing? He wanted it's all that RGB. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> I've dated PC gamers and they're fucking intense. Like they really are. Like it's, it's. It's a thing. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Too much for me, man. Yeah, I've got I've got exactly zero lights in my case. None. It is water cooled. There's but there's no lights in there. That's not a thing for Even me. Even I have lights and I'm like poor. Like yeah, I just Which no. I, I turn that shit off. <laughs> I play what's in the machine. I don't play the machine. 
Yeah. Uh, I remember when I first started getting to it. That's, that's when Kilt Cathode was like the top thing to get. Oh, let, yeah. Let me put a really just... dirty signal inside my PC. Let's do more of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, John? Let's go ahead and uh, go to Shut Up and Take My Money. Shut up and take my money. Fun one right here. And look, it has numbers and letters, just like I said. That means it's good. It means yes. it's the best. It means it's the best. This is the Sabrent Rocket Q8 terabyte NVMe PCIe M2 internal SSD solid state drive. So many numbers and letters. Ooh, holy crap with this thing. It is expensive. Yeah. How, how is, so wait, what's the price of it? Eight terabytes, 1500 bucks. That's stupid. What'd it do? What does it do? <laughs> it's a hard drive. <laughs> it's a hard drive that you can... Eight terabytes, solid states. The, I think the largest uh, NVMe that they've, that's been made so far. Yep. With those. And actually has two gigs of RAM for the NAND flash that is on there. So essentially it has more RAM than a Chromebook right now. But I mean, two gigs of RAM, that isn't a lot, right? But that's a lot on a hard drive. That's all. That's all for cash. That's all for cash, just to make it go faster. Okay. So most okay. most hard drives have like sixty four megs. Okay. You know? Yeah. yeah it, so. If it has any. So for a person that just tells someone to build a PC for them, and I literally know nothing, why is this so so special? Well, the read speeds are three thousand four hundred fifty megabytes a uh, second, and then the write speeds are twenty nine. 2,964 megabytes a second. So this is a very zippy drive. So that's like pretty pictures? By way of comparison, a mechanical drive is about 133 megs per second max. Realistically, you're getting about 110. So this will go 3.2 gigs per second. So when you're playing like an open world game, it can stream the textures faster. Your loading screens are pretty much gone. Um, for games that, uh, that load frequently, it, it makes it a lot faster to, to just get back to gaming instead of sitting there watching the loading screen. I can understand that. That sounds yeah. nice. Not $1,200 nice, though. Um, I have one. It's two gigs, not eight. But I just put that into my laptop. Uh, it is fantastic for doing uh, a lot of the workflow stuff that I do for rendering video. Imagine being able to render video and write it to the disk much faster. Being able to scrub through the video and not have to have it chug so yeah, high-speed uh, NVMe is is the way of the future. We'll see mechanical drives die completely once these come down to sane prices. <laughs> so how much, if you don't mind me asking, how much would the two gig cost versus this that we're talking about? Two hundred and fifty bucks. That's not too bad. I wouldn't. I mean, no. that doesn't sound bad at all. Yeah, and for my laptop, it's perfect. Right. Um, you know, two two terabytes is more than enough space to hold a ton of games and not have to constantly be reinstalling. Eight terabytes. I mean, that that's storage. I'm an IT dork. I do the cheat. I do the uh, tiered storage. So stuff that I play constantly or that requires a lot of read and writes, those go on my high speed drives like this one. And then at the bottom of that is my tiered stuff. So if I have long term storage like videos and stuff that I want to keep the source files because I might do something with them later, or uh, you know older games that don't necessarily have a ton of loading. Uh, or a ton of data to load, I'll throw that on a mechanical drive that, you know, I've got a 12 terabyte drive in my hard drive or my, my desktop. So that's just kind of my cheap and deep drive. And I, I want to say that was, I don't know, maybe 200 bucks for that 12 terabyte drive when I bought it or even cheaper now. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, not $12,000 bad. But. <laughs> 
I just, I just don't understand. Like, I know people who spend that much money on building their own PCs, and I'm just like, why? Because it's like, again, every couple of years, it, the prices go down drastically. Um, I have an Origin PC laptop. It's got a 2080 Super in it. Um, it's a three thousand dollar laptop, but it weighs almost nothing. That's really cool. It looks uh, like it's heavy. Yeah, it really isn't. It's actually pretty light. Um, it's aluminum, anodized aluminum, wow. so. It cools down really fast. Um, it doesn't sound like a jet engine, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> My previous uh, PC definitely sounded like a jet engine, but I do a lot of travel and I go to a lot of events and it's a pain in the ass to be on a plane and not be able to work. You know, I'm stuck in the plane for three hours sitting there going, what am I going to do with my time? I could be rendering video, but instead I'm going to sit here and I don't know, watch a movie. <laughs> so it's, it's good for me. I can't imagine it's great for a lot of people, but, uh, but yeah, it's pretty much the bleeding edge uh, of of PC gaming for laptops now. So I've got a review coming up on that with a bunch of benchmarks and stuff. If you're into that kind of thing, keep your eyes out. Oh, no, I'll be paying attention <laughs> to it. <laughs> Another great thing that I personally found, we all know, I don't well, I know, John loves making raspberry pies. Uh, we have a raspberry pie for recording mm, when we're on the go pie. that we sometimes use. We have it for video games that we sometimes use. Uh, but we found a cooler master's making a tiny case to keep your raspberry pie forward looking and running cool. So it is a um, little case for your raspberry pie. And it's metallic and super duper cute. I like it. I like it. It looks pretty. So it look it looks almost like a NUC, uh, one of the uh, Intel NUCs, NUC. That what is that? Next unit cooling or ne- next unit yeah. computing? Yeah. Yeah, we're using the, the whole super tiny PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. So this thing, I mean, it's small enough where it can fit in your pocket. Uh, It is designed specifically for the Raspberry Pi 4. It measures at 3.78 by 2.68 by 1.1 inches. That's tiny. And then they have the millimeters, but we're in America, so we don't do millimeters. So (laughs) freedom freedom units only. Yes. (laughs) That's actually kind of a cool thing. I was actually looking at a couple of these actually uh, a couple months ago when I was making the server. It actually has a die that comes down that's built into it. It actually pushes up right against the main CPU on it. So pretty much the whole case acts as a passive cooling. Yes. So this is actually a nice little form factor. With Cooler Master, they've really knocked everything. They actually did all the wonderful engineering for this thing. And I'm actually very tempted to get one of these now. Do you remember the case that you made like four years ago for our first Compalooza? Uh, you like God. it was like put together oh, by wait, glue wait, wait, or wait. something, and there was like a no, fan no. and then a screen. Oh, I don't like this little thing. Yes, what is it? Yeah. I don't know. What it is. This one. I think it's, it's made of Legos. It is. Or, or, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, with this little guy, it's a Raspberry Pi three, which I, I was experimenting and I found a experiment with different uh, screens for it. So I got one put on. It's actually two different cases that I had to splice together to get it to work. It was amazing. And it has its own little lipo battery yes. on the bo- level below it, so it constantly stays powered all the time. I think still fires up and everything. We, we come up to this to this convention, and I'm like, hey, man, like we have the microphones. What are we hooking it up to? He pulls this thing out, and I'm like, what the hell that? And, <laughs> and it's, it's just like this little tiny thing, and it had a little monitor on it, and it was interesting to say the least it made noises though it really did make some noises well yeah because i needed active cooling on it because the screen was putting out a lot of heat and that was causing the the, the temp the temp of the cpu to it was on. a mess 
exponentially. <laughs> so there is actually a little eight millimeter fan crammed in this thing with a screw directly into the heat sink for the processor. And that's what's it sucks all the air across the screen and then blows it straight down to the processor. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's some MacGyvery shit right there. Well done. That's what I love about John. Like, he can take anything and make something. It may not work, but he'll make it. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It, it, it serves a purpose. <laughs> Just like if you had to buy tools from Harbor Freight, it serves the purpose. <laughs> so, that Cooler Master will be on Kickstarter in a couple days. We all know that I love me some Kickstarters, so stay tuned for that. Before this episode, we were talking about cables, Miller. I was telling him, my dad, whenever we grew up, we had this huge metal cart. I mean, we're talking about, I mean, it was outside in the garage, huge, and it was full of cables. Mystery cables stood out there for 20 plus years. Did it, they would never throw it away. And I told him that... If I find a cable and I cannot find its partner, I throw it away. And if I need it later, I'll just buy another one. So I've got a really elegant solution for that. Okay. So I know these are hard to come by right now, but toilet paper roll, cable, boom. Yes. Just like that. Yes. So I bundle up all my cables. You know, here's a USB-C one bundled up, ready to go. And my desk drawer, I've actually got all of them stacked up vertically so I can see what they are. And it's like, uh, I need that type of cable. Boom. Because I was going crazy with that. I had the the giant uh, clear plastic uh, bucket of cables. And I would just, you're going through there and you're like, how in the hell am I ever going to find anything in this? Yeah. I, I was doing like you. I'm like, you know what? Uh, uh, I don't have the, the patience for this. Off to Amazon I go, I'll have it in two days. That's better than me going through this, this bucket of cables. Exactly. This was actually... Every cable I found, I was just lying in a pile somewhere in this container. Yeah, I even found an old uh, fingerprint reader from Microsoft. Oh, wow. That's reaching back a minute. Miller's house is like a maze. Like, it really is. It's a maze. <laughs> I've, I've offered to help him. I said, it's going by slowly. It's still pulling my 40 a week. It, it's, it's getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> Your house it's is a maze, time. man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't sleep anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. I don't even sleep anymore. I just power okay. <laughs> Sleep is for the week. That's very true. Let's head into Nani. Nani? Okay. First thing on our list. We were talking about coronavirus, right? There are people who are having coronavirus college parties. Have you guys heard about this? Seen this? Have you? Yes, actually. Yes. Okay. So the premise of this is that they have a party. They invite someone who has the coronavirus they all put money into a pot, usually around $100, and whoever starts to have the first symptoms and proven to have the virus, they get the pot of money. Okay, this reminds me of when I was a kid. In the chicken pox? <laughs> yes, where my mother actually found yes! a daycare center that had a chicken pox outbreak and yes! shoved me into it. My mother did that. She's like, hey, this kid has chicken pox. You're playing with him today. And I'm like, what? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> this is the worst play date ever. Right? And now I'm all itchy. <laughs> but I mean, I, that, that, that's just insane. I mean, there's people dying. There's people who have underlining illnesses that they don't even know themselves that they have. There's people with autoimmune diseases that are triggering. <sighs> it's just absolutely crazy. That's okay. They got their $2,000. <laughs> That, that'll almost pay for their books for this semester. Uh, Laura and I were talking about this. Coronavirus has completely changed things for the world. We can no longer have movies that, may, that 
you go and watch an old movie and you're like, oh, look, it's zombies. Nope, you got to rewrite that movie because there's going to be a small segment of the co- a population that will be denying that there's actually zombies. They'll be running towards the zombies trying to get bit to prove that it's a hoax. Yes, so, exactly. So, yeah, none of that stuff's realistic anymore. There's going to be a contingent of people, you know, the disaster movies where there's a giant hurricane coming through. They'll be out there in the front yard pointing at it and say it's a hoax. You know, they'll be the first to be swept off with the cows and everything else. Yeah, this is chaos. It really yeah, is. It reminds me of uh, one of the Simon Pegg movies that was out back uh, with the zombie apocalypse. But towards the end of the movie, yeah, right at yep. the end, <laughs> you know, they're talking about the zombies and how they're a different class of citizen. Like you have one chained up getting the right. carts to the grocery store and yes. them back. Yes. That's yes. what's going to happen. No, I mean, but but it, but it's honestly true. I'm I'm honestly surprised. I I just started working again, and. It's surprising how many people are actually wearing face masks. Again, we're in Texas where it's like really bad and people are actually starting to freak out now. Before the mandate started, no one was wearing masks. We would go out to the stores. We would go out everywhere. Maybe 10%. Maybe 10% of people would be wearing masks. I was one of those 10%. <laughs> oh yeah, everywhere we Me go, too. everywhere we go we were mad. I mean, you know, my fiance, he has asthma, you know, he has health issues. If he gets sick, he will be in the hospital, you know? And that's and people are like, "Oh, well, I know if I get sick, I don't care about you. You should be caring about you getting sick and then infecting others because that's what the issue is. You infecting others that have issues, who have health problems, who are elderly. But again, as Americans, we're very (laughs) self-centered. Like, I mean, honestly, that is what Texas hit numbers that Italy hit. And when Italy hit those numbers, the whole country. Yes. Yeah. And when Italy got hit with those numbers, everyone was freaking out like, oh, my gosh, the numbers are insane. Yada, yada, yada. Texas are hitting those numbers and no one's talking about it. Yep. When they write books about us, uh, you know, with the fall of the Roman Empire sort of books, <laughs> yeah. it'll be, well, what what killed them? Inconvenience. Mild inconvenience is what killed them. Which and is kind hubris. Of funny right now. There's actually uh, protests going on in Austin about that right now. About oh, wearing yeah. masks? Anti-mask, Anti-mask protests. Well, <sighs> they can all get sick together. That, That's, every, I mean, every time they say, <laughs> yep. grouping of people. Gather up, get close, yes. cough, shout, <laughs> yell, whatever it takes. It's getting annoying. Like at my job right now, like people are coming in and not wearing a mask. And I am now enjoying the fact that, I, because the town I'm in, Sugarland, they're like, you can't yes. go in any building unless you have a mask on. And. Yeah, Miller and I live, like, right down the street from each other. And so once Houston started mandating masks, like, we were so happy. We're like, thank God, because usually when Harris County mandates stuff, which is Houston for everyone who doesn't live in Texas, uh, other counties next to Harris and Houston start mandating. So we were super happy. So imagine this, though. We could have been done with this. We could have. If we had masked up, we could have been done. No damage to the economy. I mean, it would have been like, okay, we're going to take two months to be really sure, here's some checks. Pay your bills. No, uh, no effects other than everybody stays home for two months. Go enjoy your kids or whatever, and we'll pay your mortgage. And see ya. Don't go outside. Don't do anything. Just stay inside. Yeah. Yes. And we'd have been done. Yes. That a bit. But no. I mean, now. I mean, who knows how long this is going to go on? Now. I'm predicting with just my predictions. I'm going to say about October. No, yeah. I'm thinking until next going. year. Yeah, I'm thinking way into next year, like middle next year. Yeah, I'm that's thinking. when Comic Blues starts up again, yep. and I don't want to miss it again. <laughs> yeah, no E3 either. 
It's making me itchy. This is weird. I'm missing all my small cons. We really love hitting small cons just because, again, we get to see all of our friends. Um, we love helping out the smaller, you know, little dogs. Um, but we, we didn't get to go to any of those oh, guys yeah, this year. A couple others tried reopening and then they're shutting, they're postponing again. Um, like Delta H Con, they just came out and said they're postponing it. Yes, there's a lot of people in the anime community worried about that. But yeah, Delta H Con, I'm worried about Onicon. Onicon really hasn't said anything. Yeah. That's really bad. It's like I've been seeing a lot of people that have been booking hotels for like, like Comic Palooza, Delta H Con, Anime Matsuri, the con that no one really should go to. <laughs> yes, I agree. Anime Matsuri finally closed out too, shortly after yeah. Delta H Con. But it's like all the hotels that people got. A lot of them aren't getting all their money back. I had to actually, I had to fight for mine. So I, I booked my E3 hotel. E3 got canceled and I went back to uh, Airbnb and they're like, yeah, talk to the host. Talk to the host. And she's like, mm, pound sand. So after fighting with Airbnb for a while, I just said, you know what? This is cool. I'll go to my bank. <laughs> I just filed yes. the claim with my bank. Bank's like, yeah, that's lame. Here, have your money back. We'll deal with it. And they just took care of it on the back end. I yes. don't know what happened. I don't care. For anyone who's having any problems, I always like talk to the people. If they say no, don't don't fight it. Just go to your bank. I know people who try to get refunds on airplane tickets. Airplane companies were trying to get them vouchers that only lasted like two months. Again, we're in the middle of COVID. Right. You know, we're not going to take a flight in two months. Um, if you have any issues, most banking companies will deal with it for you. So please seek out them. And when you get the email from Travelocity like I did yesterday that said there's still time to book your Texas vacation, <laughs> tell those people they can pound sand too. What the hell, Travelocity? What the hell? Now, another interesting thing I found online. Uh, who knew that outer space had smells? I, that That's news to me. Complete news I thought, to me. I thought I had to have a, me- a medium to go through to actually have smells. I don't know, but astronauts say that Space smells like burnt steak, gunpowder, and raspberries. So someone has taken upon themselves to make a perfume. So are we sure that those smells didn't come from Brad Pitt with his Ad Astra movie? Is that just the smell of Brad Pitt? I d- steak. It might have been left burnt, up there. Who knows? Burnt cigarettes or whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a Kickstarter, right? Uh, they only had a goal of one thousand nine hundred sixty-nine dollars, and they're already That's oddly up. specific. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, I mean, they were just like down to the penny, uh, but they're already at like two hundred seventy thousand dollars. Oh my god! Wow. It's insane, and there's still forty-four <laughs> days to go, guys. We're, this isn't closed. Forty-four days to go. This just came out. So you're saying there's still time to get in? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who who doesn't want to smell like burnt steak and raspberries? Hello. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Back in the late 90s, whenever Burger King came out with their own cologne, you could smell like a Whopper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you smell like the grill or do you smell like the burger? I'm not sure. I mean, I, actually, I don't think oh. it matters, actually, as I think on it. Yeah, that's kind of gross. No, thanks. Smell like desperation and uh, minimum wage. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The smell of space was first developed to help train astronauts before launching into orbit. So they could know what it would smell like? Yes! Isn't that That weird? Yeah! I'm like, do they need to be like, are you going to be scared when you get on the moon? You're like, oh my god, what's that smell? (laughs) Could this just be the smell that they have from the original Apollo 13 astronauts? I don't know. There but... it is. If it smells like stale cigarettes as well, then probably so. I mean, it was the 70s, yep. right? 60s and 70s. 
<laughs> and it says, uh, and though the scent uh, has been solely shared with astronauts in field training for years, the formula was obtained thanks to several Freedom of Information Act requests. I would never have thought to file a FOIA <laughs> act for for Odis space. I love people. <laughs> like, people are insane. Someone found out what space smelled like, and then they were like, the first I thought want was, it. We should bottle it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you should be an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> or smell like one. I, I'm gonna smell it. I'm just so curious. Like I just want to get a bottle to be like I've smelt space. <laughs> like the, I mean, it's just insane, guys. Like I'm just, I'm just like laughingly over here. <laughs> well, it's only fifteen bucks. It's only fifteen bucks hey, on 15 Kickstarter. Fifteen bucks for a Schrodinger's cat. So Miller, let's let's do this. Like let's fifteen oh, bucks. I'm sorry, twenty nine. Twenty nine. They have a they have a, a donation thing. But yeah, it's twenty nine bucks for. Uh, one ode to space. <laughs> I'm like, I'm this. You know, this is gonna be like Schrodinger's cat. It can either be really good or really bad. We just won't know until a box shows up. <laughs> I know. No, but I mean, even if it's really bad, I could like try it, and then I could sell it on eBay. Okay, like, there's a plan. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. I'm just like, you know, I hate it. Let me sell it on eBay. I'll tell them that I did a spritz. I I don't think I can lose on this situation. Okay. Uh, I, there you go. <laughs> Still, wow, a space, and it's probably the astronauts burning. Maybe I don't. That's do they horrible. burn in outer oh, space? The atmosphere at that velocity, everything catches fire. <laughs> it's the same thing, like with the ceramic tiles around the shuttle. It's like made out of those gluten-free bread. That is very true. <laughs> no, they do. That is that is true. That, that, the bread that, uh, <laughs> yeah, like the carb smart bread yeah, that you can't like, spread toast or jelly on. What is the purpose of toast that you can't put anything on it? I mean, that you're right. That is just a <laughs> tile from the space shuttle. And even that, it doesn't even toast. It just absorbs the heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is our episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me at The Raging Erica pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on at Dogfin Studios anywhere as well. Um, you can find me in two places. So at Gaming Trend is the official site for Gaming Trend. And at Nightshade GT, K-N-I-G-H-T-S-H-A-D-E-G-T for my personal account. Thank you, guys. And we'll catch you next week.